Looking for a Bible to encourage the girl in your life? The NIV Kingdom Girls Bible is a beautiful new Bible that will inspire girls ages 8 to 12. It contains 400 features and colorful illustrations and highlights famous and sometimes infamous women of the Bible. Special notes will encourage girls to apply Bible passages to their lives through prayer, art, and activities. Go to NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com for a free sample and to learn more about this amazing Bible. Visit NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com today. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Christians, the cornerstone of our faith is the key of repentance. It is an important ingredient to turning toward God and finding that our faith deepens. The key to faith is the topic of today's episode. And I want to thank our sponsor, HarperCollins Christian and the Kingdom Girls Bible. Girls will discover the power of faith in this beautiful Bible that features women of the Bible. There are over 400 engaging features, colorful illustrations, and helpful notes. This Bible is geared for ages 8 through 12 as they learn about the strong and faithful women who came before them. Check out NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com for more information, and you can find the links in today's show notes. Go to A Few Minutes with God Podcast.com. Key to Repentance, Episode 292. The key to repentance begins with the realization that you have sinned. Just like a person who suffers from drugs or alcoholism or some other form of abuse, in order to get better, you first have to recognize you have a problem. Many times, people don't think they have a problem. They say, well, I might drink a lot, but I have it under control. Well, nothing can be done until you realize that there is a problem. And then once you realize there's a problem, then you can address it. And the first order of business is repentance. We can break it down in this way. Repentance or asking for forgiveness would be anything that is contrary to biblical teachings. What is in our thoughts? What do we say with our words? And ultimately, what is it that we do? what's manifested in our deeds. This happens over the course of time, making one bad decision after another and another. And these decisions often lead us down the road to difficulties for us and our families. This is why it's important to surround ourselves with people who are uplifting and like-minded in our Christian walk. There are so many different ways that we can be brought down and led into a situation that would cause us to sin. And that's why it's important to surround ourselves with friends that can bring us back to the Lord. 
But there is good news, and that is that repentance is the first step in following God. In accepting the Lord at some point in your life, you made this decision. You decided that you would choose God. The decision was not only to recognize sin, but to renounce it and to promise to sin no more. Every year around Easter time, we are led into a prayer of renouncing sin and renouncing Satan. And that's just a reminder to us each year how important that is to keep that in the forefront of our minds. Repentance is taught throughout the scriptures. The first teaching our Lord gave us in Matthew 4.17 states that. And it reads, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He was announcing that he was ready to begin his public ministry. And now he asks others to join him. The Lord asks us to repent. And then, what happened in the scriptures? He went on to find fishers of men, the apostles. He saw Simon and Peter and his brother Andrew. He asked them to come. Matthew 4.19 says, Come follow me. Then he found two more. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. He called them as well. We know these scriptures often so well that we don't realize the impact of them. One time we were challenged during a Bible study to pretend we had never heard these verses before and to really pay attention. Can you imagine Jesus walking along and inviting people to follow him? Not only did he invite them to join his mission of conversion of the world to Christianity, which wasn't called Christianity at that time, but we have come to recognize that Christ was the Messiah and is the Messiah, the second person of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in that order. When we repent, the Lord opens our lives in an entirely new way of thinking. And this invitation wasn't just for back then. This invitation is for all of us as well. Can you imagine that? Are we ready to drop our nets and follow him? The nets in our lives can be symbolic. They can be things that keep us bound to worldly pursuits and away from a deeper relationship with the Almighty. I'm not talking about the things that we should do each day. Going to work, caring for our family, taking care of our homes. I'm talking about those things that keep us bound. The pull of the internet or social media. One friend shared that she checked Facebook every few minutes because she had a fear of missing out, of not knowing what was going on with her friends. She finally realized that it was pulling her away from what she needed to do each day. And she made sure to set a time limit for visiting the website and then eventually rarely ever visited. And that was really smart because sometimes we can't just pull away from something that has lured us for so long. But we can set boundaries, especially for something like the internet, you know, that could lead us into sin, but we have to be careful and be vigilant. You may consider this extreme or that you don't have a problem in this way, but each one of us does have a net in our life. It does have something that pulls on us. Are we drawn to something of value? Or is it a waste of time? And that's one way to look at what our nets are in our lives and to analyze that. I know when I visit social media for work, I get drawn into what my friends and family are doing. 
and I can waste so much time. So I rarely use social media. Again, each one of us has to decide for themselves. Is social media a sin? Of course not, but it can be used for sinful actions. We need to be aware and take heed, repent, and move on. God is in the today. He is here to give us the graces we need each and every day. Repentance is like taking a shower and washing off all that grime. It's like putting on a white robe of righteousness and vowing to take a step in the right direction. One step at a time. Is it easy? No. It can only be done by God's grace. So pray and ask him for it. Sometimes we forget if we are doing something like fasting, that that in combination with prayer is so powerful. Ask the Lord to call to mind areas that we need to repent from, areas of sin. And if you can, go to confession if you're Catholic. This is a sacrament of grace. Or get on your knees and pray to the Lord for forgiveness. Ask the person you have harmed, if any, for forgiveness. And ask God for the grace to sin no more. I'm going to put a link um, to another podcast I did on forgiveness. For me, there is a big difference between saying I'm sorry and asking for forgiveness. And this is something that I go into in that podcast. Repentance allows us to heal, not only from our human and bodily illnesses, but from our spiritual illness. In Matthew 23, after asking us to repent and asking the apostles and us by extension to follow him, Jesus began to teach and heal. In Matthew 4, 23-25, we read, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News around him spread all over Syria, and people were brought to him, all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee and the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Friends, this is great news. Amen and alleluia. What comes with repentance? Healing. And one thing I want to point out in those scriptures that a lot of times uh, some people want to water down what Jesus did. And they said, oh, he really wasn't casting out demons. Uh, Those people were having seizures. Well, here in this scripture, that definitively says, no, that's not the truth. It says in, in here, that the people were brought to him, all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. So in this scripture in Matthew, it makes a real point of showing that there is a difference. God gives us the grace, especially with prayer and fasting, to live a life that contains self-control and is godly. We begin with good habits and avoid the near occasion of sin, whether it's social media, television, or other sources. Whatever it is, ask God for the grace to have control to avoid it. There is power in God's grace. The first step is to want it 
and be ready to receive it. When we repent, there's a painful element of purification. This can be, as I just shared, by asking those we hurt to forgive us. But there is more. We must understand the reason we sinned in the first place. Getting to the root cause helps us to avoid getting into the sin again and again. Maybe you think you can't do it. You can't change. But if we find that difficult, if we find it difficult to repent, we must remember the sacrifice. The sacrifice of Christ. Christ died and suffered for a sin that he did not commit, yet he did it for us. John the Baptist was put into prison through no fault of his own. Those holy martyrs, many of them, saints, men and women, went before us that died for standing up for the faith. And we can't avoid social media. We can't avoid that occasion of sin. We are giving in to temptation, friends, and we need to be strong. The best way to do that is to avoid it. In Matthew 1, 15, we read, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus said that the time had come and his kingdom has come. And once again we read, Repent and believe the good news. Friends, repentance is a gift that God gives to change our ways. It's a mission for us, and we can be transformed. Through the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, he calls us with his love and mercy. I pray you search out the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So let us say amen and amen. Let's seek goodness and truth each day, beginning now. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.